What's good, Wizards fans? It's your host, the real Ed Oliver and Brandon Scott. Today we have special guest Cyrus from the Locked On Wizards podcast. Oh, I don't have a last name. <laughs> Cyrus. <laughs> I have to give you crap for that. It's it's a hard name. I get it. I'm sorry. From the Locked On Warriors podcast, <laughs> we're going to talk about the Jordan Poole trade here. Let's get started. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I want to thank you guys for making a lot of your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you guys get podcasts. Um, you know, Cyrus, I, I just I just thought we were so cool. We're just going to, you know, keep it on a first name basis. But, you know, <laughs> That's all good, dude. You know, My last name, I, I was on The prices Right. Oh, sorry. I was on The prices Right like uh, 21 years ago or something like that. And I remember seeing the face of Rod Roddy, uh, rest in peace. Who's the MC man trying to pronounce like looking at my last name? The producers had spelled it out phonetically for him, but he still had to like just stare at it. And it was like a whole second of dead hair on that show. Hey, my last name's crazy, man. All, all good. I just giving you a hard time. Sorry. Yeah. No, no, it's, it's a cool last name. I, I like your uh, Twitter handle. Good, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Though. I like your Twitter handle as well. Uh, Dog Thanks, Surf man. Roadshow as well. So make sure you guys follow him on Twitter. Uh, he's coming on today from the Lockdown Warriors podcast just to talk about the, the trade and um, give us some insight about Jordan Poole and his time with the Warriors, what we can expect here in D.C. And then at the end, we'll talk about uh, Ryan Rollins and Pat Baldwin Jr. But uh, just to start it off, we just want to start off with uh, Jordan Poole and his journey um, since he was the 28th pick. Also, uh, today's episode is brought to you by Price Picks. Uh, first time you just can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code LOCKEDON. That's pricepicks.com, promo code locked on. And then ha- uh, happy, happy holiday, everybody. Happy fourth to everybody out there as well listening. Um, so I just want to get started with Jordan Poole's journey, uh, the 28th pick in the draft. Um, how was his developmental process? Because I know he had a rocky uh, rookie season. Um, and then he developed into a guy that, that got huge minutes and a, a key player for the Warriors in their title run. Yeah. I mean, he was, I mean, the, Was- the Washington Wizards just got a player who is the sixth man on a world title team. I mean, uh, he's just a year removed from that. Uh, and look, he was the 28th pick in the draft. <clears throat> Sorry, I just experienced puberty there. Uh, he was the 28th pick in the draft. Um, you, you don't expect a lot from a player draft that low. So when he first came in, first of all, pre, he was projected to go even lower. Like he was supposed to be a second round pick. The, the Warriors and supposedly Mike Dunleavy Jr. That was apparently like, his big, big uh, uh, draft pick uh, in a year when he was the assistant GM. He, he, I think he was just a year removed from being a scout. And he was very high on Jordan Poole. The, the team listened to him, went with him. Um, he was very inconsistent his rookie year. But then his second year, he spent a lot of time in the G League uh, in Santa Cruz. That's where the Warriors G League team plays. And something changed there. That's where his game really developed. It was a, it was a combination of being more selective with his shot. Um, it was a combination of having more court awareness in terms of his teammates. And when he came back from Santa Cruz, this was in 2021, uh, he, all of a sudden he turned in. So you start seeing glimpses of the player he is now, the player that, you know, earned a contract that pays him, you know, 120 something million over four years on including incentives. So, yeah, he's, you know, and then and then the, the championships year, you started seeing even more of it. He became the sixth man. Uh, as a starter, he's exemplary. He's not quite the same player coming off the bench. Um, and then last year, 
his scoring went up, but almost everything else kind of either flat, they were kind of uh, stayed consistent from the year before, kind of regressed a little bit. But overall, I mean, look, for what you gave up, I think you got to steal. I think if you're a Wizards fan, you're stoked. This is a player who can, in theory, score 30 points a game. He might. I don't know what his usage rate is going to be with the Wizards, but he should be stoked, man. He's a good player. Right, yeah, his usage rate is going to be pretty darn high because I think he, between him and Kuz, they're they're both going to be one A, one B. They're gonna they're gonna get a lot of shots up for sure. But um, I like hearing that about his work ethic. I mean, he's a guy like you said, came up in the G League, worked hard, improved, and I think he's going to come in here with a chip on his shoulder. So I'm excited to see what he does in DC because he's going to get way more of an opportunity here um, to be the lead guy for sure. Um, and just to add to that real quick, sorry to interrupt you, but like for his work mm-hmm. ethic. It's exemplary. Like like Jordan Poole, the re- I think that a huge reason why he even got the opportunities he did with the Warriors is because him and Steph were always 1A, 1B in terms of who was in the arena slash gym first. Uh, he's got an exceptional work ethic. He's Again, it's either him or Steph who's always first uh, to arrive. Uh, him and Steph are always the last to leave. Um, work is not something he's afraid of doing, which is not something you say about every NBA player. So you're getting someone who does care. You're getting someone who does uh, put in the effort to be the best player imaginable. So that, that's, yeah, that's a huge positive for Jordan Poole. And I think Washington Wizards fans will be stoked on that. Yeah, that, that gets me excited, excited. That gets me pumped up because I, I believe that th- I think this change of scenery is going to be huge for him. And I, I think he's a player that can certainly ascend. Um, Brandon, you can go ahead. Agreed. Oh, I agree too. <laughs> um <laughs> So we're gonna talk about um there was a good you know a couple of videos about his interaction in the locker room. You know, obviously the you know the video Draymond Green getting clocking him real quick, and then um a couple of videos where you know getting mouthy a little bit, you know, Steph had to talk to him. So as far as personality fit in the locker room, um, how's he viewed in Golden State? Is he looked at as a cancer in the locker room? Or is he just no. is he just a guy who's more like of a dog, got that attitude, and he's got that chip, or and or is it is this a situation where you know a change of scenery can kind of he can kind of emerge into a leader. Yeah, I think I think a change of scenery was exactly what he needed. I would definitely would not call him a cancer in the locker room. He he talks. He you know he talks. He talks. You know what, man? He, he's not afraid to be to to you know talk smack with other players. Uh, his his locker was right next to Draymond Green's. Um, so the way I always described Jordan Poole and the Warriors was he's the little brother who sometimes got under your skin because it wasn't just Draymond Green uh, who kind of snapped. Um, you saw Stephen Curry in a game get so frustrated by Jordan Poole's shot selection that he threw his mouthpiece. Um, it, it flew into the stands. And so because of that, he got ejected. And, and Stephen Curry does not get ejected from games often. So, he, and you know, and then th- that same clip you're referring to where he kind of uh, pushed off Draymond when Draymond was trying to console him late in the season, he did the same thing to Clay Thompson. He's just, he, he's got emotion, he's an emotional player. Uh, he, you know, he's not afraid to of anything really. I mean, so, you know, he'll talk smack, um, but I wouldn't definitely not call him a cancer. He's a good dude. Uh, just him and Draymond, like they were just two very alpha type A personalities. Um, and, and they just clashed a lot there. The Michigan, Michigan state thing, I think was understated that actually sometimes got those two going. Uh, but no, I would, I would certainly not call him a cancer. He's a good dude. I would agree with with what you said, which is that a change of scenery, I think, what was necessary. And um, I don't know who your head coach is. I sincerely apologize for that right now. Um, I'm just brain farting there. But whoever the coach, who is it? I'll give, you, I'll give you a hint. It's um, So it's the one 
so we have one championship in our franchise. This guy's dad was oh, the MVP. Unselled? There you go. Yep. You got okay, it. So, okay. yep. All right, so it's Unselled's kid. So so yeah. Unselled, what, what the one thing they need to do with him, with Jordan Poole, is remind him constantly to not take difficult shots. That is his kryptonite. He sometimes, instead of passing the ball, uh, it, it, you know, instead of maybe attacking the paint, because he's good at that. He gets free throw attempts. He oftentimes will settle for these really difficult shots where he's, he thinks he's Stephen Curry and no one is Stephen Curry. And so that is where you will have the issues with him. And whoever, <clears throat> whatever Unsold has to do to, to coach that out of him, if, if they can remind him, look, man, like you don't have to force your, your deep shots. You have four other teammates on this floor. If, if you can coach that in Jordan Poole, you're going to get a phenomenal player, man. Yeah, I agree, man. Uh, you know, very often in the NBA, it was a sports period that, you know, guys that have passion, you know, they label them, you know, locker room cancers or that you have issues. And I just don't agree with that assessment, man. Yeah. I think that he has that drive. He has that dog in him, which I love, man. You know, this past season, me and E, we said a lot that we need a roster full of dogs. You know, too much <laughs> finesse. We need some dogs, man. I love his attitude. I love the way he talks. I love yeah. it. I love attitude, man. You know, I'm an old school basketball guy, man. So I love people to talk smack, the dogs, you know. Um, what impressed me with him was that when we drafted Bilal Kulabali, he was that first guy who sent that text to him. That impressed me, especially for a young guy. You know, he's coming to the situation where he's looking at it like we are. It's a change of scenery. Time for me to kind of put my foot down and be that leader. And so I love everything I see from Jordan Poole so far as far as leadership. But as a player, man, look, between him and Kuz, they're going to shoot the ball. They're definitely yes, going to score, man. And I'm very, very excited to see this, um, both of these guys play together because yeah and, and, know, and at least for and at least for me like championship experience is an insanely valuable uh intangible right i mean you you and and you have two guys who have that i mean yep. they've both been there and done that so that it's huge no i agree with you man yeah sorry to interrupt no no you're good man it's gonna be an exciting year i mean obviously we're a rebuilding team but who says you can't be an exciting rebuilding team so exactly exactly so before we move on um my man he's gonna talk to you all about prize picks tonight Yes, sir. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. You can actually use Prize Picks tonight for the summary. You can place wagers on over, under, on points for even the NBA summary, which is going on right now. Um, this is how it works. You pick two to six players, and if they will go score more or less than their Prize Picks projection, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. Prize Picks offers projections on any sport that you watch, includes NBA summary, NFL, MLB. PGA, college football, men's college basketball, cricket, and more. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy, safe, and fast withdrawals. Currently operational in over 30 states in Canada. Download the PriceFix app to, or go to PriceFix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code Locked On. If you deposit $100, PriceFix will give you $100. If you deposit $50, PriceFix will give you $50. Don't forget to enter promo code Locked On at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. All right, so uh, just to talk a little bit more about the pool party, um, yeah. I think I've seen on your show as well that you had you got a pool party shirt. Yeah, it's um, a collector's item now, man. I, yeah. In fact, I, <laughs> we sell it. Uh, Rick Barry and I, the Hall of Famer, we have like a little clothing company, and that's a collector's item, man. Yeah, <laughs> so, I know it's 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 weird. I can't wear that shirt anymore in terms of pride, but I still love it. Yeah, so we'll, we'll probably get that shirt in DC now, probably red, white, and blue. <laughs> for sure. Um, but yeah, about the pool party, you talked you talked about the tough shots. Um, and, and that kind of is a part of his game because he is he is a heat check game. You know, you look at the playoffs where he hit that half court shot, you know, and he takes some unorthodox shots for sure. Right. Um, but how what are your thoughts about him playing 
point guard or shooting guard? We know he's a combo guard. He can do both. Um, but what are your thoughts on him st- possibly starting at the point guard position at the Washington? I think he's Washington. perfect. I think he's perfectly adept at either. Um, I, I actually honestly think like he should probably be a point guard just because defensively he sometimes struggles um, when bigger players are matched up on him. Uh, they could body him up. Uh, you know, they could, they, you know, he's, he's just, the, the defense is one of his issues. And I don't know what the, the answer to that is. Um, so his six, four, six, five frame would probably be better suited dealing with point guards who might be smaller. Cause he, he doesn't struggle with, with speed per se. Um, but he does have that traffic cone issue defensively sometimes where he just watches dudes blow by him. Um, but he's got the ball handling. The ball handling is sound. He can carry the the offense. He can lead the offense. I, I personally uh, like him as a as a point guard much more than a shooting guard. Even though I guess all these positions are, are just you know social constructs in theory. But he's look. He's ultimately he's a ball handler and he's great at that. He's a great passer. Um, you're going to be dazzled by some of the moves he 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 does to get inside the paint to set his teammates up. Um, no, you're going to be stoked. And, and I, my preference though is for him to be a point guard just because. If you have him as a shooting guard, that's a small backcourt, unless you got a big uh, player to counteract that. So, um, but he could do either. He could do either. Right, hundred um, percent. So I remember the game he had thirty-one against Memphis in the playoffs last year against Jaw. That was huge. Um, yeah. What What do you see that change from last year's playoffs to this year's playoffs? For, for that's a good question. Because um, he increased the scoring from last year to this year. I mean, he averaged over twenty points a game this year. Um, but his three point shooting went down. His field goal percentage went down. One weird category that went down was his free throw shooting. He actually was the number one free throw shooter in the NBA two years ago. They give a trophy for that now. And so Stephen Curry handed the trophy to him at the start of last season. And that number went down like five percentage points approximately. I I don't know why. Um, his turnovers went up. I think his assists went up though. What either assists or rebounding. One of those two went up a little bit. So in terms of efficiency, that was a part of his game that was a little alarming this this past year. Is that even though he he can score, he can he can obviously put the bucket in the hole. Um, his shooting percentages dipped, and I think a huge reason for that personally is shot selection. Is instead of looking for that easier shot, he oftentimes would just start doing this weird little uh, uh, tactic he does with his feet, where like right when he's about to shoot, he suddenly slides his feet. Uh, to the right or left to get an, a, a better look, but you're but it, you're you're it's also challenging shooting like that, man. That's not natural. You're forcing it, and he does that a lot. Um, whereas two years ago, when they won the championship, he was not doing that that much. His free throw attempts, I believe, were higher. Um, he was just playing smarter, and I don't know if 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 that's where the punch might have come into play a little bit. It was hard to coach him. Like one of the worst things about that punch and that incident is that Draymond Green could no longer be the vocal leader he was last year. And Steve Kerr uh, didn't help things by not suspending Draymond Green because the impression in the locker room suddenly became Kerr of Kerr being like this veteran sympathizer. Uh, and so he lost a lot of the young players in that locker room period. And so maybe from that, it became harder to coach Jordan Poole. It became harder to kind of be stern with him, let him know, hey, man, you don't have to take all these shots. Uh, you know, and then, and then there's a huge discrepancy as well between his numbers coming off the bench and him starting like as a starter, he averaged over 24 points a game. Um, and then, and then when, and, and I was arguing the whole season last year, dude, you got to keep this guy in the starting lineup, but clay Thompson refuses to come off the bench. That's just not even a a discussion. So, 
unless Clay or someone's hurt, um, Jordan Poole just didn't have a space, didn't have any space in the starting lineup. When he's a starter, he is awesome. Uh, even his shooting numbers, his percentages are higher, higher. Uh, so it could be just something as simple as that, that maybe just in his head, he is ingrained to be a starter and not a bench player. Maybe it was coaching, um, but whatever it is, like he just needs to be smarter with his shot selection. Charles Barkley, who in my opinion is, is there mostly for comedic reasons. Um, but he said something very astute about Jordan Poole, which is that he takes difficult shots. And he, and I think he compared him to J.R. Smith or somebody uh, in terms of another player who could have been a lot better in this league if he just did not force so many shots. We look for open players sometimes and passed it. Uh, so that's Jordan Poole for you, man. Like he's better as a starter. And I feel like he's going to start in Washington, which is a huge positive. Um, and if he, if he is just a little more selective with his shot, those percentages will go up. And I imagine that happening for Washington, man. I think you guys are going to be stoked. Definitely. Yeah. You, you got me excited, man. You got me hyped to see Jordan Poole for sure. Um, the free throw percentage um, thing is very interesting. I didn't know there was a trophy for that. That's really cool. I know it's new. It's new. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he averaged three turnovers a game, which is pretty bad. So he's got to improve on that. But um, yeah, I, you, you got me pumped for Jordan Poole. You go, you can go ahead, Brandon. He should be, man. I mean, he's, he's not a bad player. Like it's a lot of the fans were not stoked that he got traded. I mean, this wasn't like a, a move that was universally like endorsed. I mean, you know, you have that you have a portion of the fan base that will be happy no matter what they do because they're that loyal. Uh, you have a, a portion of the fan base that, you know, is has some skepticism. Uh, but look, he was on a championship team and and, and you just traded him away uh, for a 38-year-old. Yeah, for, on, on this side of the of the equation, a lot of people are perplexed by the move. I mean, you, I, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is if you're Washington, you should be stoked, man. He's a solid player. Mm. Yeah, I mean, because Chris Paul, a lot of a lot of the reports were that, you know, either he was going to get bought out or waived or, you know, I mean, the fact that we got some value for him and a cut and, and a pick. Yeah. I mean, is 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 I think the Wizards made it. They made out really good with this trade. Agreed. Absolutely. I already got his jersey on order, man. So I'm already. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But um, the fact that we are a rebuilding team and he's only 24 years old and he's Correct. not even in his prime yet. Correct. Do you see him as a guy who can be a franchise cornerstone that the Wizards can kind of build upon going forward? Or do you think that as far as the best case scenario for the trajectory of his career, that he would be maybe, you know, traded for assets? Do you think that he can be that guy as far as, a, you know, cornerstone for this franchise? Could be, yes. I I, I couldn't say no to that. Um, first of all, he just turned 24. So he's going to be 24 like all of next year. Um, he's young. Yeah. So, so he's going to grow. He's going to get better. Um, that's where coaching, I think is going to be very important, right? Is, is he's going to need some guidance in terms of not repeating mistakes. Um, so to answer your question, yes. Uh, I, and I don't know if he's ever going to be like, you know, a focal piece of like a, a championship team might be. Um, I think if you're looking at rosters and thinking, okay, we want to win a championship, he'd probably be like your third or fourth, best, fourth best player. If you're looking at your roster and thinking, Hey man, we just want to make the playoffs. He could be the best, uh, probably more ideally the second best. Um, but you're getting you're getting a very like high caliber player with a tremendous skill set. Again, he's not going to be a disruption in the locker room. Um, he's not the one who threw the punch. He got punched, you know, so it's just uh, he's a good dude, man. He's a good dude. And I think you guys scored a, a great player. Yeah, I totally agree, man. I'm very excited because, like I said, he hasn't even hit his prime yet. And he's already shown that he can score at a high level, man. Yeah. So I'm very, yeah. very excited to see him in D.C. So as you know, Bradley Bill, our former 
franchise player, uh, was sent to Phoenix, and Phoenix is trying to create this super team. Um, Golden State, how scared are you of the Phoenix Suns this year? Incredibly, man. I mean, I literally just finished recording before I jumped on with you guys. Um, and dude, the, this entire the entire Warriors community fan base, where they're freaking out because the tallest player on the Warriors roster right now is six nine. I mean, Kyle Kuzma would come in here and be the tallest dude if he was added. Uh, they're a, a a small aging team, and me personally, I'm like really frustrated with Steve Kerr. Uh, just because while he was clearly the right person for the job when he came in, they got four titles. Um, he has not proven at all that he can develop players. He hasn't proven at all that he can manage a team with with a mix of young, young and old. Um, you know, we saw what happened last year. It was it was just a complete mess. It was dysfunctional. Um, so, no, we're freaking out here, man, because I, I feel like the, the, the coaching staff, more specifically Kerr, Maybe ownership. We have a new GM now. Bob Myers was a savant, man. The guy was a brilliant front office executive, and we just lost him for, for nothing. And uh, now we have Mike Dunley Jr., who was never well-liked here because as a former number three pick, he was awful. And now he's the GM. And so, you know, we're, we're holding off judgment until we actually, you know, see what he does. But so far, when their biggest free agent acquisition is, is Corey Joseph, you know, I mean, that's not exactly someone to get excited about. He's a third-string point guard. Um, again, they have no size. I mean, come on, Looney at six nine, and their and their second round draft pick, Trace Jackson Davis. I mean, they're both six nine, and that's your size, along with Draymond Green. They got size issues. They're not going to be Denver. Uh, you know, even though the Nugget, even though the Suns are a bit more of a finesse team, you're not beating Phoenix right now. They just got deep, man. They just completely fortified their bench. So the Warriors are in trouble right now. I, I don't know what the end end game is here, but. Uh, this team looks an awful lot like the 2013 Lakers. That's the vibe I'm getting right now, man. Because the 2013 Lakers, uh, want, they 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 trade. They gave away two first round picks to get a 38 year old Steve Nash. Uh, the Warriors give up one, but they also give up Jordan Poole to get Chris Paul. And if, if the if they somehow think there's going to be a different result than what the Lakers went through that season, which was I believe a seven seed, and that was the year Kobe uh, uh, tore his Achilles. Um, I, they're delusional. The, I, the, the Warriors are in trouble. This, the, we're not stoked here right now. That's for sure. <laughs> I mean, all roads go through Denver, regardless, you know. But you can never count Golden State out because you know chemistry. You can't put a price on chemistry. You know that that chemistry is amazing with them. So before True. I pass the mic to my guy, um, when does the dynasty end? I mean, what what is what is uh the, kind of the long term vision for this dynasty? This season could very likely be a last dance except there won't be a trophy at the end of it. Um, look, here's what it all comes down to. It, this season will come down to really to two things. One is, is Clay Thompson done? Like was last season an anomaly and, and maybe he saw some gas left in the tank. He wasn't well conditioned. Uh, he wasn't uh, going through his normal workout regimen the previous off season because um, he tore his Achilles playing pickup basketball. And that was one, that's one of his key like workouts in the off season is, is playing on the blacktop in Southern California. And he didn't do that at all. And we saw a slightly slower, I don't want to call him fat, but he, he wasn't as lean as he's been in years past. So Clay Thompson aged this year and whether or not that's the trajectory he's going to go down, which is just worse and worse and worse. I don't know. But if that's, if that is the path, they're screwed. If they, if they can get another good year out of Clay Thompson and you can get growth out of Jonathan Kaminga and Moses Moody, these are two players that, were massively mishandled by Kerr last year, man. We, we saw, we didn't see Kaminga play in the Lakers series and the Lakers were killing them with size. 
Um, and Kaminga's 6'8", man. He's a big body. He's a big boy. He's young. So if we see Moses Moody and Jonathan Kaminga and they actually ascend it to, to fulfill their potential, yeah, man, this thing could keep going for another year or two. Um, but if these two young players are not, you know, uh, budding superstars and Clay Thompson is, is continuing down this trajectory of regression, they're done. They're done. I mean, I don't see how they could beat the Nuggets. I don't even see right now how they beat, how they could beat the Suns. I don't see how they could beat the Lakers, who got a lot better. Um, you know, they finished as a sixth seed last year, and all they did this offseason was add a 38-year-old point guard. They gave away their Jordan Poole for him. So I, I don't – yeah, I there, there is a divide, I think, between what you logically see with this team and then what the brass thinks they see with their team. I'm curious, but I'm not. I'm not excited, man. I don't know what you guys see, but that's my feeling on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see the 30 uh, year old point guard and Chris Paul. He's really good at race walking now in the State Farm commercials. That's, that's what I see from him. <laughs> exactly. But, <laughs> I do think he's going to kind of steady the ship at the end of the games. You know, Clay does take a lot of uh, heat check shots, a lot of tough shots. Same thing with Steph. I mean, that's just what they're good at. Yeah. But I do think Chris Paul is a guy that will will kind of steady the ship and calm the guys down and get some sets in in the fourth quarter. Um, so that's the pot. That's the one positive I could bring up from Chris Paul. Yeah. Um, positive. I, and I heard Draymond Draymond was on with Paul George, I think yesterday on, on, on George's podcast. And he brought up the point of Chris Paul um, helping Jonathan Kaminga elevate his yeah. game and take that next, next step. If that happens, great. I'm stoked. But I mean, I, look, this, I, I've been calling the Warriors a team of hobbits lately. They're a small team, man. The average height in the NBA uh, is six, seven. The tallest player in the Warriors is 6'9". I don't, I don't know what they're thinking doing this. And they're not getting anybody in free agency. All they can do is use the veteran minimum. No one wants to come to them right now for some reason. Yeah, it's it, this is sketchy times, man. Very sketchy. 100%. So, last, I just <laughs> wanted to what – do you, what do you think about uh, Pat Baldwin Jr. and Ryan Rollins? Uh, which one out of the two do you think has the most potential? They're, they're obviously very different. Patrick Baldwin Jr. W- was not – projected to be a first round draft pick last year um bob myers picked him largely because a he came out of high school as a total uh hyped up you know projected to be a a future superstar type player he went to milwaukee played for his dad didn't work out so well Uh, he was injured most of that season too when you see patrick baldwin shoot his shooting form is beautiful it looks like clay thompson's um and he's 610 he's a big boy like I don't know if you guys go to media days or, or, or cover the team in person, um, but if you do, you, you and you stand next to like Patrick Baldwin Jr. is a massive human being. Unfortunately, he's not super aggressive. Um, maybe that's something that'll come out in time. But he was never projected to be a big either. He was drafted mostly because he's got a beautiful shooting for man. I mean that is, it's just a nice shot, and if that starts coming through, you you got to steal there. Um, it's just a matter of whether or not he develops and becomes this player that he could be Ryan Rollins is a player. The warriors actually spent a million dollars to move up. I think six spots in the draft last year in the second round to get Ryan Rollins out of Toledo. Um, They thought he was going to be NBA ready. He wasn't, but um, he averaged nearly 19 points a game for the G league team last year. And that was after a very slow start. So like by the end of the season, he was putting up 25, 30 points a night routinely. Now, granted, this is for the G League team, but Ryan Rollins could be a great player. Like of those two, I would put much more um, hope uh, and, and invest myself emotionally into Ryan Rollins just because he could be a real NBA player. We could be seeing this guy for the next 10, 15 years. Patrick Baldwin Jr., if he stays healthy, has a place in the game just because he's 6'10". 
and he's going to stretch the floor. Uh, no one's going to leave him open to shoot threes. Um, so I, those are like weird little nuggets you got besides Jordan Poole that I think helps your roster a lot. The Ryan Rollins part of it is what I'd be most, much more excited for, though, uh, just because he could turn into a very good NBA player. Wow, yeah, I liked him coming out of Toledo. He's a guy is, is has some athleticism to his game, some pops, some explosiveness. Yeah. He's a combo guard, too. Um, we have a lot of point guards, but we definitely need some more young young talent at that point guard spot. And then Pat Baldwin being 6'10 and a shooter, we need more shooting for sure. I've heard the Michael Porter Jr. comparison. Uh, so he still has a long yeah. way to get to, to – to, Bigger, though, but he's bigger. Yeah. He's like two inches taller and – and just bigger. He's, he's a big dude. Like it's, I was very surprised. He's a gentle giant. Like he's a, he's quiet. <laughs> uh, you know, again, you don't, you don't sense a lot of aggression from him, but if, if that part of him is, is tapped where he's actually out there acting like a beast, like he could be a, a, an incredible player, dude. Wait, uh, text me when you see him shoot, when you start seeing him shoot the ball and let me know what you think about that four, man. Cause it's beautiful. It's like, it's textbook. I, I don't like if you, if you had to create a computer model of like the perfect <laughs> shot, that it, it would be him his it's it's exemplary that's why he got picked in the first round and um you know if that turn if he turns into something that's amazing so i think you, you uh, yeah i I'm, i'd be stoked if i was a wizards fan just on those two alone besides jordan pool okay yeah. yeah i think they're playing on summer i think they will be playing in the first summer league game on saturday at eight o'clock so i'll probably be texting you around uh 8 30 eastern time yeah let me know please yeah <laughs> all right brandon did you have anything before we wrap it up um got a quick question um Real quick before we roll, I always yeah. put everybody on the spot, man. So, all time top five, uh, or really starting five for the Warriors, all time. We got for the Warriors. Um, that's a good one. I mean, obviously, you got you got you, you have to take most of it from the dynasty just because they weren't winning a lot before this came. So, Steph, Clay, and Dre are obviously on there, Rick Barry is obviously on there. Um, and then the fifth, I guess, comes down to whether or not. You want someone who like really invested himself. So I guess the fifth could either be like a Chris Mullen, um, or if you're looking at a player who was here briefly, was successful, you could look at Kevin Durant or, or Will Chamberlain. Um, but I'm but I'm a loyalist man. I like players who stay with their teams long term. So I'm gonna go Stephen Curry, Clay Thompson, uh, Chris Mullen, uh, Rick Barry, and Draymond Green. Small team, but they will blow you out of the water. Dang, no Monte Ellis. No, no, <laughs> no, I'm just being he's all right, man. But as an all timer, no, no, he's not, he's not in there. No, I, I like, I would put Baron Davis in ahead of him. Um, if we're going to go to like the we believe teams and stuff like that, but that's just me, I don't know. Cool. I can dig it, man. <laughs> so, nah, I appreciate you coming on, man. I'm good, yeah, dude. It was fun. Thank you guys, man. Pleasure, definitely, definitely. Yep, so. Uh, I just want to thank you guys for making Lockdown Wizards your first listen every day. Make sure you guys check us out this week for covering the NBA Summer League. And make sure you guys follow our guy, Cyrus Satsas. Thank you, sir. <laughs> At <laughs> Dog Surf Roadshow on Twitter. Yeah, that's so, a weird name, too. But and, and the only reason why I even roll with that is because, like, I had this podcast back in 2015 or 16 for Yahoo Sports. It was called the Dog and Surfer Roadshow. Really eclectic program. And so I created this Twitter account dog surf road show to reflect that and then twitter verified that account and not my personal one so then i just started rolling with that and that's where we are yeah dog surf road show thanks man thanks for having me yep anytime hey guys for listening make sure you guys subscribe and hit the notification bell on youtube subscribe to us wherever you guys get a podcast hail to the wizards peace
Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.